Hi, and welcome to Comchurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. really is. He's a great and awesome God and he's got characteristics. And one of his characteristics is that he's a sovereign God this morning, that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He reigns over everything. He's in control this morning. It doesn't matter what the world is doing, no matter what's happening in the world. It doesn't matter what crisis God is sovereign. And this morning, my, I want every one of us in this church this morning to think of where you are in your life right now. Do you know there's not one person sitting here this morning that isn't facing challenges? This whole world is facing challenges. Great. In fact, this world is more challenged now, I believe, than it's ever been in the whole of history. And so we're facing now. What challenge this morning are you facing in your life? We're all facing different ones at different levels, but we all have challenges. Well, this morning, my message this morning is on the greatness of God. And I want you, at the end of this word, to be able to now visit your challenge and say to God, this is amazing. When I've grasped the greatness of God this morning and the challenges that I'm going, my faith is buoyant, my trust and my confidence is running high today. Because to to be able to go through this world and to walk the walk that we're walking, we need to know that God is sovereign that nothing takes him by surprise nothing shocks him there's nothing happening in your life or in this world or in our community how dreadful it may be has taken God by surprise now does that not make you feel secure um, this morning in our lives and so what does being sovereign what's his sovereignty what does that mean first of all God is supreme There is no other like him. He's he's above everything. He's supreme this morning. He's absolutely above. There is no one that can compare. That's just one psalm. Nothing can compare with our God today. He is totally supreme. The Bible, the, the hymn writer said he's far above all. He's far above all over the principalities and powers, over all the influences, over the powers of darkness. God is supreme and he's absolute. The greatness of God means that God is absolute this morning. The God that we serve and we love is an absolute There's no question. There's no debate. There's no argument. We don't sit around and discuss, is God God in control? Is God God this morning? Don't matter what the world says, what philosophers and, and theologians and politicians say this morning, God is absolute. There is no argument. He's God. He is God. No argument. What's it? What it says, you know, let's um all men be a liar. God is truth this morning. He's absolute. We don't debate him. We don't discuss him. He's absolute. Hallelujah. He's absolute in your life this morning. Thank you. Let's praise him. I want to praise this morning, church. I want to pray. We take him for granted. We, some of us have lost his greatness. That's why we allow the circumstances of life to dictate to us and our emotions to rule us. He's unlimited in his greatness, in his sovereignty means that he is unlimited. You cannot put God in a box this morning. 
You can't contain him. He's uncontainable. Those lovely songs came back to me as I was putting, he's uncontainable. You can't, he's unlimited. You can't say there he is and that's where he's going to stay. You'll say he's there, he's there, he's unlimited. And we need to know, you know, to the greatness of God in his life. Sometimes we put God in a box. We think we know all about him. We think we know all the answers. But tell you that in the sovereignty of God, we, it says, I only know in part. The half has never yet been told. The Bible says this awesome God. And so he's supreme. He's absolute. He's unlimited. He's unrestrained. To be this, you know, the greatness of God, the sovereignty of God means God is unrestrained. You can't restrain him. You can't make, we can't make God do what we want him to do. We can't make God fit our thought pattern. We can't think we know everything there is to know about him. We can't restrain him. We can't keep him in the same place. He's always moving on. He's always creating. It's He's an awesome God this morning. And when we see his greatness and we look at things that, that cause us to fear and, 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 and be um, scared of life and, and feel intimidated, when we have a picture of the greatness of God, we can stand strong in our faith. So we can't restrain him. He's supreme. He's absolute. He's unlimited. He's unrestrained. He's boundless. You can't put an edge around him. He's boundless. You know, it's, you know, he says, were you there when I created the earth? Who marked off the sea? Who marked off the earth's territories? Who said to the sea so far and no further? He's boundless. He's a boundless God, boundless in love, boundless in mercy, boundless in the miraculous, boundless in knowledge. He's a boundless, what a wonderful, what a mighty God we serve this morning, church. He's boundless. He's awesome. You know, but we do, we try, man today, and we do, we try to bring God down to our thinking. We try to restrain him to our boundaries. But this morning I've come to tell us as a church, he is a boundless God. You can't measure his love. He says it's so high, you can't get over it. It's so low, you can't get under it. It's so wide, you can't get around it. That's, that's our God this morning. Hallelujah. He's boundless. He's unconditional. You don't, you know, you can't put conditions on God. We try to condition him to our way of thinking. This is the way it's done because this is how I see things. This is how I think things should be done. This is how I think God wants things. And so we try to condition God into our way of thinking. We try to condition God into the way we like church. We condition God into the way we think that he should be out there in the business world. How the church should react to this to our own thought patterns, but God's unconditional. <laughs> He'll always surprise us. He doesn't think, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's far above it all, and he surprises us. You know, so we need to see that greatness of God this morning. What a mighty God. There's no God like him. All the other gods, well, they, they're just not even worth mentioning. He's unconditional. And because God is an absolute God. He's got the right to do with us and his creation just as he desires. He doesn't have to ask our permission. 
He doesn't ask us to, to condone what God wants to do. He does just what he likes. If you look at the scripture, um, Psalm um, 15, verse 13, it says, Our God is in heaven, and he does whatever he pleases. I'll say it again. Our God is in heaven, and he does whatever he pleases. He doesn't have to ask our permission He's not waiting for our permission to, to move in this world and to do what he's got to do. He's not waiting our permission. He's over and above all. Over and above all. Isaiah 46 verse 10 says, this is God speaking, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, who is, is, who is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do what I please. That's the God this morning. I tell you, it brings a, a new dimension to how we picture God. Because sometimes how we live our lives is that, you know, God's here to please us. He's to do things the way that we want it done. The way that we think that God needs to condone and think the way that we are doing it is the way that he wants it. But I tell you what, God's ways, as I said, is far above. He'll do what he pleases with our lives. Now, I find that gives me confidence this morning. That gives me a sense of security. It doesn't make me feel as if I'm being manipulated or controlled because it's a free will. But he's still, no matter what's happening in this world today, God will have his way. He's only, he's only giving so, man so long. But one day he's coming bursting through those clouds. <laughs> he's come, this great and wonderful God is going to come bursting through these clouds and he's going to take his church and, you know, we are going to rule and reign with him and the people that, the opposition of this world will be done and finished with because he's a great, God has got a great plan which we will see further on. And so God will do what he wants. It's nice to, it's nice to cooperate with the will of God. It's nice to cooperate with him um, because otherwise God will overrule one way or another. His purposes will go forward. And so that's just one characteristic. That's one attribute of the greatness of God is his sovereignty. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what's coming up tomorrow morning on Sky News or whatever news. God is in control of this world right now. He's in control. We panic, we fear, but God is in control. He, I want, if we don't think of anything else, he is sovereign today. Everything else will bow to him, bows to him in the name of Jesus. And there's another attribute. The other attribute is that he's, he's, um, he's infinity. He's infinite. You go, what, what's that? He's infinite. Because he's infinite, it means that God exists beyond our universe. God isn't limited. He's infinite. He's everywhere. He's infinite. He is not conditioned by the past, the present, or the future. He's infinite. He's, he's just, he exists beyond this world. He can drop in and out of this world. And all the spaces and all the planets and all the things that are out there that are still being discovered. God is out there. God is amazing. He is not restricted. He's infinite. He's not just in the past, the God of the past. He's the God of now and the future. 
It's Hebrews 3, verse 18 says, Jesus Christ is the same. What is it? Yesterday, today, and forever. He is the ancient of days, the hymn writer says. He's the, he's the God of the ancient days. So, but he's not, we don't want to, he didn't stay in the ancient days. So those of us, you know, oh, we didn't do it like that. You know, when we, you know, God did it this way and that way. But that was the ancient days. God is now in 2017. And so though he was in the ancient days, God is in 2017. He's a modern God. He keeps up with the times. He keeps up with the communities. He keeps up with what's happening in the world and trends and things. He keeps up. He's a modern God. I, want to, I love the ancient days, but God, keep me with the modern God as well. Is anybody who wants to stay with a modern God? No, you don't? Oh, well, I'll go on my own then. Um, you know, so he's ancient of days, God of, of yesterday. He's the God of today, and he's a futuristic God. Because however long this world goes on, he's the God of the future. He's already in the future. He's already in your future. He's a great God. He sees tomorrow. He's up more up to date, Billy Graham said once, than tomorrow's newspaper. Than tomorrow's newspaper. You have to excuse me because I get excited about this. It's wonderful. So he's uncontainable, unlimited. He's everywhere. He's every, he's, he's just. He is omnipresent. That means his presence is everywhere, in and out of the universes, as I said. He's, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Psalm 139, um, verse 7 to 12, if we can put that up. And this is the psalmist capturing that God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time, all the time. He's not just like us here and can't be anywhere. He's omnipresent because look what the psalmist capsulated this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? This is, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, and the one translation says, even if I go to the lowest hell, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, he is there. Come on, church. He's omnipresent. He's always there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's a present. He's in, he's in um, Iraq. He's in the war torn. He's with the refugees. He's with the suffering today. You know, Julian had the two tracks. The poor. His omnipresence. His presence is there. He's with the poor. He's with the hurting. He's with his church. He's in the lot where people are going through hell. He is there. What is omnipresent? He's a great and wonderful God. He's sovereign. He's sovereign and is, is infinity this morning, infinite. It says in Jeremiah 23, 23. Have you got that, Jeremiah? Am I a God nearby? declares the Lord. Am I not a God far away? He's omnipresent. You know, he's in yesterday, he's in today, he's in tomorrow. He never leaves us, his presence. He's, the Bible says he sits on the circle of eternity. He sits on the circle. Time is endless with his, his, his infinity. He's infinite. He sits on the circle of eternity. And it's, you know, he's, he's everywhere. 
is from eternity to eternity. He's an everlasting God. He's an everlasting God. Are you excited about this God this morning? So he's not only omnipresent, he's omniscient. And I thought that was quite amazing because you've got the word science in that word. He knows all things. Our scientists and our inventors, they think they, we're wonderful. All the inventions, all the wonderful things that are created today, God put them there for man to find at certain times. He, everything, the, you know, the Bible says man's wisdom, the most intellectual person that walks this earth, their man's intelligence, man's wisdom to God is what? Foolishness. It's foolishness to God because he's an all-knowing God. He exists. He knows all things have existed. He knows things that have existed, do exist, and will ever exist. Oh, church, praise him this morning. This is our God. We haven't got a weak, puny God this morning. He knows everything. The foolishness. We think we're so clever. We think, you know, man thinks, well, we've got one up on God. And it says that God sits in the heavens, that man's wisdom. And what does he do? He laughs. He laughs. Because man, mankind think we're so wonderful. Look at our inventions. Look how clever we are. But, you know, he knows everything. He knows everything. In John, um, 1 John 3, verse 19 to 20, it says, This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Whenever our hearts condemn um, in his presence... Have you got that one up there for me to let me continue? We know that God is greater than our hearts. And what? Say it. He knows everything. Do you know he knows everything about you? He knows everything about me. There's nothing he doesn't know. There's no secrets with God. There's no secrets. His greatness reveals everything in our lives. He knows everything. Our God is infinite. He has no restrictions no restrictions in space or time. He is everywhere, all the time, everywhere. God can do anything he chooses. He knows everything about everything. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows everything about this world. He knows everything about your life. Um, you know, he's an awesome awesome God. He's infinite this morning. He's infinite for you. What a great God we've got. What a great God we've got, church. Do you think we can understand him? Do you know the Bible says that we've got to trust him? This word, I spoke in the mornings of this, this people who recognize the greatness of God never blame God. They ne People who recognize our great God, that he is in control, he's sovereign, because the Bible says the, the clay never says to the potter, questions the potter. The create, Bible says that the creative should never question the creator. And it's very often out of our immaturity and our lack of confidence and our lack of knowledge um, of the greatness of God in our lives. Because we don't go through dark times and say, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? 
Why is this happening to me? Because we've recognized God is sovereign. And there's things that we will never understand. There's things about healing that we will never understand. Why God heals some, doesn't heal others. We'll never understand it with all the teaching and the faith. We will never understand it, God. But God's sovereign. He's sovereign. He's infinite. He doesn't deal with just this time. Um, you know, we'll never, there's questions that we, even in our walk with God, we will never have the answers to. And people will question God. But when we've had the grasp of the greatness of God, when we know that he's, in, that he's, um, he's, in, he's infinite, when we know that, this is only two of his attributes. I'm only scratching the surface here, church. There's a confidence that no matter what happens to us in our lives, we can trust him. We can trust him. We look back through the darkest times. Many of you have gone through and I've gone through. You might be going through one now. Look back, has he ever failed you? Has he ever failed? It didn't look good. It was hard not to say, God, why is this happening to me? What, why are you? But we look back and we say, God, you were sovereign. You knew what you were doing. And so whatever I want to encourage, I want you to look at where your problems are this morning, the challenges I asked you to look, and then put it into the light of the, the sovereignty and the infinity of our great and wonderful God. And I just think that we'll, we will draw strength. Whatever you're going through this morning, just remember God's sovereign is infinite. Nothing takes him by surprise, and that should give us security and I'm just going to look now for those of people here that perhaps you've come in and you want to know this, you don't know this great, wonderful God that I've spoke about this morning. There's a, he's a great God and he had a great plan. He had a great plan of salvation. He had a great love. Can we have, that's why we're here this morning, his love. He drew a plan for every single one of us to get to know this great God. There was no way that we could have had a relationship with him because he wasn't, a, in his greatness, he's holy. In his greatness, he, can't, he could not look upon sin. He said, the soul that sins shall die. He was the judge, God, the judge, the righteous judge. But in his greatness, he had great mercy. <laughs> in his greatness, he had great forgiveness. Otherwise, not one of us would be sitting here this morning and so we're going to share with you the great love of God that God has got for you right now perhaps you've backslidden perhaps you aren't walking with God like you did at one time and now you're realizing the awesomeness of God the all-seeing eye of God the all-knowing of God that he knows and sees everything nothing takes him by surprise Psalm 8 verse 4 says what is man what is man that you, this great God, are mindful of him and the son of man that you came for him? Greater love had no one but God. That's why he let his son come. Take the sin of the whole world. A great sacrifice. It was a great sacrifice from a great God. And where we should have all gone to a great hell and a great lost eternity, we now have a relationship through Jesus and we are going to go to a great heaven. We're going to go to a great eternity. We're going to go to a great plan and purpose because we're going to rule and reign. We've got a purpose in our lives. But that was at a great cost. 
And the great cost was the blood of Jesus, his son. And so for you to come into a relationship with this great God, you need to make yourself available this morning to receive his great salvation because it is a great salvation because no man can come any other way but through the blood of Jesus. So I want to give you an opportunity to get right with God this morning. The love of God is a great love. There's a a song which the words of it is very poignant and it goes, the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen could ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. This great, big, wonderful God loves you this morning with a wonder, great, big, wonderful love. So let's just close our eyes this morning. Let's each one of us just have a look at God's great. Whatever you're going through this morning, God is greater. He's greater than all our sin, greater than all our plans, greater than all our ideals. He's greater. He's greater. He's sovereign. We can't argue with him. We can't twist his arm up his back. We have to trust him and have confidence that he knows what he's doing. And this morning, if you feel that you want to know this great God, that you need to know that you can face your life next week with this confidence that you have a sovereign God who is in control of this world, in control of people's lives. Once they have opened up their lives to him, you can find him this morning. So while every eye is closed right now, just going to give you an opportunity to say I want this great wonderful God this morning I want him as my Lord and Savior I want to walk with this great God I'm going to trust him with my life I'm going to trust that where I am now he's going to he's going to come and take me into his greatness will you just raise your hand right now so I can see I look in the balcony first Anybody just want to say, no, I need this great, big, wonderful God right now in my life, in the situation that I'm in. I need, I need his salvation. I need to be saved this morning. I need to be born again. Anyone downstairs right now? Say, no, I need this great, big God in my life. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm being blown here, there and everywhere. But I need that confidence that I have a God that's sovereign in all things. You might have gone cold on the Lord this morning and you need to reconnect with God's greatness. Your flesh, your emotions are ruling your life. You're making wrong decisions. Well, this morning you can say, Lord, I'm coming back to the greatness of God, your great plan, your great purpose. Do you want to just raise your hand right now and say, hey, that's me this morning. I'm reconnecting with the greatness of God in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray where you are. Begin to thank the Lord for your, his greatness in your life. That which is confusing you, that which you haven't got any answers for right now, just put your eyes on his greatness, his sovereignty. Just put your eyes on his sovereignty right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship him, church, where you are right now. Just give him thanks. Just give him thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are going through situations right now. You need great healing. You're in need. I'm going to ask my 
Alan, if he wants to come forward and the elders will pray for you. Anyone need to see greatness this morning in your body? In your body, you need a touch. You need this great God to touch you this morning. Can you just come out now? We're going to anoint the elders. We'll anoint. Do you want to come forward? Anyone else, if you want to just stand, let's just stand in his presence right now. And if you need a touch in your body, you need this great God this morning to do something for you. Then will you come and stand at the front right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you need a touch from the Lord this morning, this great God, this great, big, wonderful God loves you. He loves you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anyone? Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship him, church. This great God. Just lift your hands in that, this holy place and thank him that he hasn't left us. He hasn't deserted us. But his sovereignty and his infinity is working in our lives right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, there's more time. God can do amazing things here this morning. Let him do amazing things. Let him reveal his greatness to you right now. Let him reveal his greatness to you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We just praise you. Great God, great are your marvellous works. Marvellous works. He does marvellous works. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're a great God. Great God. Let's, let's tell him he's great this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him this morning. Amen. 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 Now, if you need a touch, you come out this morning and get that touch from that great God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Andrea. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Andrea. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, let's go do something new in your life this morning. This isn't just a sermon. This isn't just a sermon. Let God do something new in you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there are people in this meeting this morning, and you're weak. You're weak. You're weak. You're weak. 
Pam Benjamin, Pam Benjamin, come on out, Pam. Can somebody bring Pam? Can somebody come with Pam that knows Pam? Pam. After a word like this, there's greatness in this place. And we can just dismiss this sermon, this word, this encouragement, and we can just walk out and think, oh, that, you know, this, I know there are people in this meeting this morning that are weak. I'm going to pray for you, Pam. You've got a great, big, wonderful God, and we're not. We've seen what God has done in Pam. Where's Pam Warren? We've seen what God has done in this great, big, wonderful God has done something amazing in Pam Warren. You know, it's amazing to see what God has done in her. Pam, you are you're so precious to this church. Anne, will you stand with, with Pam? You know, and we're not going to, you know, the greatness of God has got greatness for you, Pam, and he can renew your mind, renew your mind. You don't, we, we're not going to believe that you've got to walk down that road. And so you're precious to this fellowship. And so God wants to, with his greatness, he wants to touch you right now, Pam, right? He's touched you many times. He's done great things in your life. Now you're in great need, great need. And today as a church, we're going to believe, Chris, if the elders will come, just anoint um, Pam as well. Come, There's weak people here. You're not, this is tonight, God's greatness is here right now. Why? You know, the opportunity is there for you to come out. You're weak in your thought life. You're weak. You can't overcome um, weaknesses and temptations. You fall at the first post. You you know, God says, humble yourself under the mighty, the mighty, the great hand of God. And he will exalt you. He will make you strong in his strength. There's people battling things in your mind. You're battling things in your mind. But you won't come out your weakness is stopping you I'm, I tell you we're going to sing this again Ted and I you know I'm just going to encourage you not endorsing my word this morning it's not to make me feel better um, you know but I know that the greatness of God is here and we stand in a congregation just stand in a congregation we go that was a nice word this morning you know God's greatness is life changing it's life changing so I'm going to give you an opportunity again say yeah God I need a touch from that great hand of God this morning I need I need to move from where I am more into your greatness I've limited you I've limited you in my life I've conditioned you I thought I've got you in a box some of us haven't even received the baptism in the Holy Spirit you know So the Lord says to you this morning, come and let my greatness transform your life, begin to do new things. So let's just lift our hand. Let's praise him in the house this morning. He says, lift up holy hands in the house of God. Let's show God we mean business this morning. We're proud of his greatness. Thanks for listening to Comchurch Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.